Welcome to Mindfully Well, your place to get the tools and tips you need to connect to a deeper sense of wellness, naturally and simply. This podcast is for change-seeking women who are curiously devoted to their health and ultimately having a positive impact on the world around them. I'll be diving into everything that can help us live mindfully well, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Haley. friends. Welcome to episode 21 of the Mindfully Well podcast. We are in the middle of a series called Our Monthly Cycle, and today we are covering the luteal phase. So this is the phase that comes after ovulation. If you haven't been keeping up with the series, you can feel free to pause right now and go back to the beginning. There are three episodes before this, I believe. (laughs) Now I'm forgetting. Um, There's an overview, there's follicular phase, ovulatory phase, and this is luteal. Yeah, so there's three other podcasts before this one, or a blog post if you prefer to read, if you want to, like, go in chronological order. Or you can just start here and then move backwards if you want. Either way, um, that's where we are. This is part four, and we will go ahead and get started. I'll start off with a little confession, okay? So I'll admit, I used to put very little attention on the luteal phase of my own cycle. After ovulation happened, I would just sort of forget that something was happening still, and for like two weeks I would just be. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Like, I wouldn't really think about my cycle at all for the next two weeks until my period came, which was like a physical signal that something was happening again. So the luteal phase was never really a focus of mine until I started learning more about it. So the luteal phase is actually really powerful and our habits and our actions during this 10 to 14 day period sets the stage for our menstrual phase and future cycles. So as I've said, each phase is important and necessary for the prior and upcoming phases throughout the cycle. And it's like a beautiful puzzle. Like we need all of the pieces to see the full picture and to really benefit from the full picture. So what's happening during this phase then? Well, remember when I said that there's a little follicle, it's the thing that holds the egg up until ovulation, well that's still doing something after ovulation occurs. We talked about that in the ovulatory phase episode. So that follicle, which is now called the corpus luteum, in our ovary, continues to make and release progesterone, and eventually is reabsorbed into the body. And I think this is really cool. Your corpus luteum, like that follicle, forms into a fully vascularized four centimeter structure on average in less than a day. So like everything that's going on in our cycle, if you're catching my drift here, (laughs) it happens really fast. And like cell growth happens very, very fast within our uterus. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. It was just kind of obvious, I think. It'd probably be more helpful if you could see my face. But um, yeah, I just think it's really fascinating how fast everything grows every month throughout our cycle. Um, yeah, so when the follicle reaches this point in, the, in its final stage of its journey, basically, it makes progesterone, which counterbalances estrogen. So progesterone thins our uterine lining while estrogen thickens it. And in the first 
half of our cycle, we see a lot of estrogen activity happening. You can read and listen more about that in the earlier episodes and blog post. So I read a nice analogy recently talking about this like seesaw relationship that certain relation or that certain hormones have. Um, and progesterone and estrogen are like that. If you think about like a seesaw when you were a kid, they're constantly fluctuating and working together to keep everything balanced, right? So like they go together. Progesterone is also what causes your temperature to increase during the second half of your cycle. And it also calms your nervous system by converting into like a neurosteroid. So this means that if you take hormonal birth control, you do not make progesterone naturally. And you don't get the benefits from this like calming mood enhancing effect. Progesterone is one of the keys to a healthy cycle and it comes during the luteal phase. So this happens when you're not on hormonal birth control. And in a few episodes, I'll be talking specifically about hormonal birth control and the pitfalls that we aren't, we, that I, I'm using we in air quotes because these are the things that I have found that I didn't learn and I was not taught or educated um, by my doctor whenever I was on birth control. So I'll talk more about that in a few episodes, but for now, just know that if you are on hormonal birth control, you're not actually having a physiological period. So that's something to note here. Right now we are talking about natural physiological periods and cycles minus hormonal birth control. So in the second half of your cycle, your metabolism speeds up and you naturally burn more calories and you have an increased appetite. The rise in progesterone slows down digestion, and that can lead to constipation during the second half of the cycle, but eating high-fiber foods can help with that. Um, your immune system also responds differently during the second half of your cycle, and studies have actually found that when estrogen levels rise during the first half of the cycle, the immune system is on high alert, basically. Like, it's uh, it's supercharged. It's ready to attack. Um, and then during the second half of your cycle, when estrogen estrogen dips, progesterone increases and your immune system downshifts slightly. Um, when your hormones are balanced, you don't really notice this at all. But if your hormones are really imbalanced, you may feel run down or like be more likely to catch a bug during the second half of your cycle. So that's something to be aware of. So as a quick recap, the luteal phase comes after ovulation. This is when the corpus luteum, the follicle that was holding the egg, starts to produce and release progesterone. Progesterone is the counterbalance of estrogen. So your estrogen starts to go down and your progesterone, progesterone starts to go up. This leads to a different response in your immune system, a different response in digestion, in your appetite, in your metabolism. So let's talk about food to eat during this phase then. Your body needs more calories right now because you're, you're burning more. So your metabolism goes up and that does not mean that you should be eating less in order to lose weight. It actually is counterproductive. Definitely you need to be eating more calories because your body needs more fuel. So go for slow burning complex carbs like beans, grains, and root vegetables that stabilize blood sugar and help with digestion. Some ideas for this phase are, or some suggestions, I guess I should say, not ideas, um, beans, grains, root vegetables, cabbage, celery, cucumber, sweet potatoes, 
I am obsessed with Japanese sweet potatoes. They are my favorite, favorite food. And yeah, so get some of those. Um, apples, dates, leafy greens, like if you cook up some chard and kale, they are high in calcium and magnesium and they can help reduce fluid retention. And then of course, like I said, high fiber foods in case you're feeling a little constipated or just wanna get your bowels moving more. Um, chickpeas, pears, apples, walnuts, they can all help deliver an intestine, flush out any excess or um, stuck estrogen that you haven't gotten out of your body yet. Um, so with that, I will share some recipes as well on my website for this phase, and you can look for those later as every phase that I'm talking about, I will start releasing recipes and different food ideas for each phase. Cool, so we know that our metabolism is up and that we're burning more calories. This also has, it plays a role in exercise. So exercise during the luteal phase then, let's talk about that. Just because you are burning more calories naturally right now does not mean that you should be doing like extra intense workouts. Like you can't double up on a thing to somehow hack your way into getting what you want. Um, increased stress from intense workouts will actually pump out cortisol, which will work against your actual workout and leads to fat storage and muscle atrophy. So you don't have to overwork yourself or starve yourself in this phase. It's not going to be productive at all. And that sounds miserable, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, we also reach exhaustion easier in the second half of our cycle compared to the first half. So overall, just listen to your body, and if you feel like slowing down, do it. This doesn't take, like, rocket science or any other clues except for what your body is telling you at any given moment. So just listen and... Take it easy on yourself. Like, you don't have to overwork yourself to benefit from your workout or your diet. So I mentioned that this phase is a little longer, and it's on average 10 to 14 days long. And you can kind of break it up into, like, two halves. So during the first half of the luteal phase, your energy is likely to still be pretty high, and you can focus more on strength training and intense yoga during this first week. And then as you're heading into like the second half of your luteal phase, so you're getting closer to when your period's going to start, you might feel a little less energized, like a little more um, reserved, maybe is the right word, I'm not sure. <laughs> you might not have as much energy. So you can focus on like flexibility and gentle yoga, and that might be a good time to bring that in. So basically what I'm getting to with all of these phases is that yes, there are different there are different physiological things happening, right? And your hormones have an impact on how you feel and therefore you can use these different phases as guides to optimize your health or to like biohack your way to when you do workouts. And if you feel like doing a high intensity interval training during your period, like go for it. You do not have to wait until the follicular phase to do that. That's silly and um, that doesn't seem nourishing. So you can do whatever workouts whenever you want, but these guidelines are just to say, like, this might be a good time to play with this if you're not sure where to start or if you don't feel like doing cardio and you don't know what else to do. So 
I mentioned that in the follicular phase that you can try experimenting with working out in the morning just to see like if you have more energy and then so now that we're in the second half of the cycle you could maybe try working out in the afternoon if your schedule allows and see how you feel. So not only can you vary which workouts you do throughout the month but you can also vary what times you work out and see how it feels right and you don't have to like work out at all you can simply go for walks or play tennis or basketball or swim like you can just exercise i don't mean workout as like workout all the time i just mean like physical exercise that helps you break a sweat because sweating is very good for you Additionally, during the luteal phase, you likely have a more natural desire to get things done. So this is a good time to bring any projects or things you've been working on to completion. And as you near the end of the luteal phase, you can start to turn inward and focus on how you can nurture yourself through the menstrual phase and do any reflecting or start to prepare for any reflecting you'd like to do on the month and how things went and how you're feeling and what you've noticed. So this is nearing the end of the cycle and a good time just to wrap everything up that you've been working on and allow yourself some space and time to just like slow down. So how do you know you're in the luteal phase then, right? If you don't know if you ovulate, then how will you know if you are in the luteal phase? Well, like we talked about in the last episode, the ovulatory phase, you can tune into if and when you're ovulating and learn more about your cycle by tracking your basal body temperature. So when you see a rise in your temperature for three plus consecutive days, then you have ovulated and you are shifting into the luteal phase. So with a healthy corpus luteum, the little follicle that your egg pops out of, pops out of, I like to think of it that way, um, the thing that secretes the progesterone, right? So you will record around 11 to 16 days of a slightly higher temperature. This is like 0.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so that's from ovulation into the first day of your period. And that's when you'll see like, oh, I'm in my luteal phase now. Three days have gone by with my temperature slightly elevated and that's how you know, basically. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, if you don't see a consistent rise, and your temperature, so like three days of your temp being 0.5 degrees Fahrenheit higher, um, that means that you did ovulate. That's okay. That's an anovulatory, anovulatory cycle and something to note, right? It's something to tune into, to pay attention to your hormones, pay attention to what's actually happening, and then determine where you need to make adjustments or seek help or guidance if that's what you want to do next from a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor. If your temperature rises shorter than 10 days, then that means you had a short luteal phase and that could be caused by stress. So definitely tracking the amount of days in which your temperature is elevated or not will help you understand like the length of each phase of your cycle. A shorter luteal phase means that you had lower progesterone. And remember, progesterone is kind of a badass. So we definitely want to optimize our food and lifestyle choices to support the entire monthly cycle and benefit from this awesome hormone and all of the other ones that work together to make our cycles what they are. And us as humans, what we are. Um, yeah, so that's kind of an overview of the luteal phase. 
To start tuning into your cycle, I've created a daily tracking sheet for you and a luteal phase cheat sheet. So you can keep up with all of this information throughout the month. All you have to do is sign up on my website, print them off, and then start taking notes, start observing. Um, if you don't have one, get yourself a digital uh, thermometer. So a thermometer that has like past the decimal point, right? You don't want one that just says like 97 degrees. You want it to be like 97.8. Um, so get yourself a thermometer from like the drugstore or Amazon or wherever for a couple of dollars. And you can start tracking your temp, which will help you understand when you're ovulating, help you understand how long your luteal phase is. And then you can start to tune in to the overview of what what's going on in your cycle that isn't your period, right? So like the things you can't see, this will help you understand a full, a full view of your cycle and not just your menstruation. Like I said, you can get those cheat sheets over on my website. There's also a blog post that goes with this episode. So if you prefer to reread or reference anything that I've talked about, you can do that. I'll share the link in the show notes. And yeah, as always, remember that the phases of your cycle are not concrete and they're not identical to other people around you. So it's good to know your cycle and what's going on with yourself. And a lot of things like stress and environment can affect and throw off your cycle. And that's okay. Every month is a new cycle and every day is a new opportunity to tune in and get to know what's going on with yourself. So symptoms or signs, definitely don't ignore them. And take the information that you're being given from your body every day and determine the best plan of action or non-action for yourself. You can do this, just start observing and noticing, and the rest will come to you naturally with time. You've got this, and I will see you next time where I discuss the menstrual phase. Good luck. Email me if you have questions, send me a message. I am here for you.